Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Fight Club. Good morning. <laughs> welcome morning. back to Fight Club, everyone. Happy Tuesday morning to you. Um, as you know, we are a group of self-employed industry experts, and we are here to cover four areas of business. So we have your marketing, operations, employee management, and money. And we're about to have a casual conversation today with the Mike McCowitz and find an area to fight for in your business. So we are super excited to start this <laughs> off today, and we're just going to hit the ground running with some introductions. So my name is Taylor Maroney. I co-own a pressure washing company in South Florida with my husband, and I've been working in marketing for about six years now. Super excited to say welcome to Fight Club. And welcome, Mike. Can you, as, as if you need an introduction, I mean, you don't, but... <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez. If you could please give um, some of the listeners that might not know who you are a brief introduction about you, yourself, and everything you've accomplished in your amazing life. Sure. So uh, I'm Mike. Uh, I'm an author guy. Uh, I write small business books, which I have strategically positioned behind my, me. I even have a camera switch. I can even feature things right. like that. That's the new, yeah, fancy schmancy. Fancy schmancy. Uh, an entrepreneur my entire adult life. Um, I've had some... I've been blessed with selling some businesses, um, but also been blessed by by collapsing a business. I, I went to a business I had no clue what I was doing. And for me, that became an awakening, a realization, an awareness that I really didn't understand entrepreneurship. Um, I was I was putting my success, which was attributed to luck in many cases, to my effort and ability. And I realized I needed to relearn entrepreneurship. So for the last 15 years, I've been a small business author. And what I do is I research what makes entrepreneurs successful. And um, honestly, it's the stuff I need to learn for myself, for my current businesses, but hopefully can support other people in their journey too. Awesome. We're so excited to have you, Mike. I mean, you have four like very big fangirls here on the Fight Club today and quite a few fans watching us live on Facebook. So hello to everybody who said good morning. Uh, my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also own a full service accounting firm, Likes Accounting Company. And uh, if you don't like accounting, if you don't like bookkeeping, if you don't like those tasks related to money, you can outsource those to me and my team. And my husband and I own a window cleaning and gutter cleaning company in Northern California. And Mike introduced us to the huge convention, which is coming up in August. I know Mike spoke there before. So we're really excited for the full circle of Mike being here on Fight Club. <laughs> and hey there, Mike. I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars, and we put remote CSRs or customer service rock stars in your business. We can also do office management remotely for any home service company. So excited to have you here and thanks for being here. Thank you. <laughs> And lastly, I'm Martha, and I cover all things people and culture. I run a maid service in a neighboring state. I co-founded Quality Driven Software, which is about employee performance and rewards. And uh, anyway, Mike, big fan. I'm glad <laughs> I've seen you at Heroic Public Speaking. Oh. And uh, anyway, mm -hmm. big fan of yours. Thank you for joining us. It's a joy to be with you. Did you go through their heroic public speaking course? Yeah. Yep. Amazing group. It's an amazing group they have. 
She sent us a picture. It's like, I'm in the room with my Yeah, I, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was, it, was I doing a speech down there? Were you for yes. my speech? Yeah. And yeah. you stayed? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I was I first row. Yeah, they're, so they're a great group. And uh, the, the host, you know, they teach people how to do public speaking. Um, really, a, the big lesson is it's not speech, it's a performance. That's the kind of transformational concept. And they said, hey, would you come down and show them, you know, how you present and stuff? And uh, I don't know if it was because they wanted to show like how I present as a example of a good presentation, or honestly, <laughs> if it was how not to present. <laughs> and I think Michael Port and Amy Port afterwards, like, here's all the things you shouldn't do. Like, don't turn, you know, uh -oh. turn your back to the uh -oh. audience like I do and Oops. all these different things. <laughs> I heard you speak once and you made me write a lot of words on post-it notes. And the oh. words that let, remained were show up. And I think about those words every day for the past six years. So thank you. Oh, that's that. fantastic. You, you make a difference. That's fantastic. Thank you for saying that. Well, I think we need to talk about the next way Mike's about to make a difference. And I want to briefly touch on your upcoming book, Get Different. Um, so I want to take the three questions that you actually pose in the book and give you kind of a second to elaborate on them a little bit, because I think there are three questions that every business owner should be asking themselves prior to getting into business and prior to really starting entrepreneurial life. Um, so the three questions we have are, does it differentiate? Does it attract? And does it direct? So can you take like a couple minutes and just break those questions down and what those mean to you? Yeah, absolutely. So just to put a little frame around this or context, I've been studying marketing uh, ever since I've become an author and what makes marketing effective or not. And most marketing is not effective. Um, the other thing that was interesting too, is I've been surveying audiences uh, informally and formally, but simply saying, Hey, what's the number one source of your lead flow? And for most businesses, it's client referral. My existing clients refer me new business which is wonderful that those clients are affirming the quality of your service or product by referring you, but you're also the whim of those clients referring you. It's a dangerous position. What if they stop? Like there goes your marketing. Right. So then I said, okay, so what do most people revert to? Then they're like, well, everyone else is doing Facebook ads. So I'll do Facebook ads. Everyone's doing Instagram. And it's very kind of pot shot. What I found is there's these three elements, those three questions that make marketing most likely to be successful. The first element is to differentiate. And why we need to be different is there's a thing called the reticular formation. It's a it's a web in our brain that's designed to ignore almost everything. So right now, if, if we just looked around our, our space, there are thousands of st stimulus. I, you know, I got a purple pen yeah. here. And <laughs> if we invested the time in this, we could ask, well, why is this purple? And who invented the word purple? And, you know, what, it would just go on and on and on. So our mind is wired to just constantly ignore stimulus so that we can have attention and focus to something. But it will divert attention to something when three things present itself. Something is an opportunity, like someone plops down a million dollars and says, hey, I'd like to have a conversation with you. We'll pay attention to that. If there's a threat, that's actually the number one priority. If someone comes in a room and puts down a gun and says, we have to have a serious conversation, we're paying attention. But both of those put us at risk. Uh, if I do marketing that's a threat, you'll notice, but you'll probably punch me in the face. Like, that's not a good thing. If, uh, if I put down, you know, a wad of cash saying, hey, I want you to buy my product, um, the risk I run is you take that money and leave. There's a third thing that our mind, the reticular formation forces into our prefrontal cortex, our mind to evaluate at a conscious level. And it's the unexpected. 
when something unexpected presents itself, our mind has to figure out, is this an opportunity or a threat? What is it? Or it can be ignored, but it has to evaluate it. So if, if we were doing this conversation outside in the grass and all of a sudden something squiggles in the ground, we're going to jump back and look, is that a snake? Did someone turn the hose on? What is it? So mark it differently because that will guarantee attention. It always works, but has to pass the next question. Does it attract? Meaning, is it something that compels, serves, honors the prospect? When, when they see this, are they entertained? Are they curious? Does it solve a problem they have? Is it something that they want? And that's where it presents opportunity. So first, different to get attention than attract shows why this is an opportunity. And uh, that also happens, by the way, in milliseconds. But when we notice something different, if you ever jump back from something uh, like a spider or something, you notice it happens even before you think about it. Well, our brain works that way when it has any kind of thought. So as we're evaluating something happening at a subconscious level, every millisecond or so, the mind is like, should I continue this or not? So we have to be compelling, brief, succinct, but present something that's compelling. The last element then has to be direct. At the conclusion of getting attention, getting garnering interest, we have to tell the prospect what to do. And unfortunately, a lot of marketing fails on this front too. It just kind of goes into oblivion. You know, it just, just says nothing or it says, you know, learn. We go to a website, for example, and it says, click this button to learn more. The whole reason we're at the website is to learn more. And <laughs> like, it, so what is the specific and explicit direction we want to give the person? And here's the key. It needs to be reasonable. If you all, if someone here was looking for a car and I'm like the car salesperson, and I lure you into my lair, which is called the car showroom. If I lure you in there and then I say, hey, give me $100,000 and I'll find the perfect car for you. That's a direct, but it is not reasonable. You're like, who is this jerk? If I simply say, may I have your cell phone number? So I have the permission to email you pictures of the cars that may match your desire. Now I have given you a specific direction and now a way to move or matriculate toward the final transaction, which is selling the car. So those three... It, any of the marketing you look at, if it doesn't check off all three boxes, the marketing is likely going to struggle. Absolutely. And mm. I think it absolutely can transition into sales, transition into other areas of the business as you're working through this. And since you did kind of segue into money, I'm going to actually send you over to Megan because I do believe you hit all the points. It's making sure you are being different, understanding how to bring them in to attract them and make sure it is hitting that option in the brain of, that question, how, like, do I want to go with this? What is it? How do we navigate this? Mm -hmm. And then from there, having that direct point of let's go ahead and, you know, it's not just a learn more, it's a book now, or right. it's a, right. you know, a send the contact form now, you know, it's changing those key words to make sure that you are direct with your clients and you're pushing the marketing in a sense that they're not having to continue to question and send, you know, a form that says, well, here's all this other additional information that I don't know if you need, but maybe you might need it. And then it's absolutely confusing. So I appreciate right. your time, Mike, in the marketing section. And I'm going to hand you over to Megan for some finances. Let's do it. I'm like so nervous and excited. I So during COVID, I remember you were doing a couple of webinars. You were trying to launch Fix This Next, like, are you yeah. launching Fix This Next, like, in the middle of COVID? And we were all like, Mike, why did you plan a pandemic for your book launch? Like, we did it. <laughs> it was very hard to pull it off, but I did it. 
You did amazing. (laughs) And we have all geeked out about this book. And you did a really cool webinar with Donald Miller. And I remember calling Michelle and being like, his next book's marketing. I know it's going to be marketing. And then I feel really validated because it's totally marketing. Uh, So I love it. So we are here to talk about money and uh, we talk about Fight Club, how we don't have a salesperson. Like we talk about marketing, we talk about systems, we talk about people, we don't really talk about sales. So sometimes I cross over because I feel like how we turn marketing into money is through sales, right? Totally. And and I felt like the money perspective of your book, we could go a lot of different ways. We could go about like, you know, tracking your metrics about marketing, making sure that you're getting the return, making sure that it's, you know, you know, you know the game. But what I'd rather talk about is how it builds confidence with business owners. So by differentiating, how can we get higher tickets? How can we feel more confident in our value? How can we actually sell more easily? Because I think a lot of business owners right now are struggling because they need to raise their prices. We're seeing oh, totally, right? Right, we're seeing inflation and they're feeling uncomfortable about it and they're having to pay their guys more. And you know, it's just in gals, And it's feeling weird because we need to change our pricing. So can we talk about marketing and differentiating in a confidence building perspective, like finding our true value and then articulating it to the world and giving them this opportunity to give us money? Yes. I'd love to talk about that with you. Yes. So let me give you a frame perhaps you've never heard before. The number one marketing platform in the world is not YouTube. It's not Facebook. It's not your blog or email. The number one marketing platform is your price. Because when people see your price, there's an immediate perception of value. And we all have a price and our values there. For example, say say we're sitting at a table and uh, I, I put on those kind of weird glasses that, that you used to look at diamonds and stuff. And I, and I have that little tongs. I put it down and I put this little diamond on the table. And I say, that's worth $5. Well, no more discussion needs to be held. We know that as a piece of plastic, it's a cubic zirconia or something like that. If I do the exact same process, everything's the same. If I put that down and say, you know, that's $50,000. Now we're all like, oh my God, this is the real deal. And our behavior radically changes. So price frames perception. And sadly, if you don't price effectively, if you price too low, you are seen as cheap you are of that little value or value less. So you have to charge the appropriate price because that is the representation that you're making of your business and how you want to be consumed. Second, of course, is uh, the more people invest, the more vested they're in the outcome. So um, coincidentally, there's window washers in my house today. Um, They were just pulling in as it's pulling out uh, and they charge a premium. Uh, And now I have an expectation that every nook and crannies hit. But the funny thing is, I actually take better care of my windows because I have a more vested interest in having these beautiful vistas and views outside the window. If I was paying them a few dollars to clean the windows, I'd be like, eh, whatever. I don't care about windows. I would buy cheaper quality windows. All of this stuff comes into alignment. And I actually make their job more successful because they charge more. And here's the last thing. Clients want you to charge more. They're begging for you to be profitable. But here's the deal you will never hear a client come up to you and say, oh my God, can you charge me more money? Like, could, could you rip me off a little bit, just a little bit? Like, they, of course they would never say that. But here's what your clients will say. When you're providing your services to me, I want the best of you. I want the, the focus on me. I want you caring for me. I don't want you worrying about another customer. I don't want you looking at your watch that you have to run out. I want the best of you. The only way you can deliver your best is if you're profitable, if you're not worried about money. 
If you're pricing too low, if you're not profitable, then it's always the panic to get the next customer in the door and you're compromising your current customer. So yes, your customers want you to be wildly profitable. I love it. And if you are listening to all that, I'm like, yeah, Mike, I know. Yeah, Mike, I know. I know. But how or how? Then I think this book is perfect for you. And I know you're going through some beta versions of people going through your program. If you need to build confidence around your value, around your way of articulating, around your way of selling yourself, that's where marketing really comes in. It gives us a framework to build that confidence because I know we all heard Mike like, yeah, we got to raise our prices. Yeah, our customers want to pay us more. But but I don't want to talk to Sally and tell her that we're going up 30%, you know, and I don't want to answer the next call and say it's more expensive. I got so, a little hack for that. Start well, off with a word. Whenever you're, you're considered this communication, do it in writing first, even if you're going to say it. Start off with two words, great news, dot, dot, dot. Then the whole framing is different. When you write great news, we're raising our prices. Now you justify it. Most people are saying shitty news. Uh, we're going to raise prices and we're going with that frame. And now there's all this negative context. So start off with great news and you'll see, you'll frame it better. Oh my gosh. That is a great hack. So I'm going to pass you to Michelle. She's going to talk to you about more <laughs> hacks around systems and systems. I'm tossed around like a hot potato at this place. I know we just moved. It's, we moved. Michelle's uh, like, I'm like done with you now. Thank you. <laughs> Hand to the face. No, we could all go hours with you, but we have to share. Here we are. Passing the share. All right, let me head over. Um, (laughs) Okay, so I um, am signing up for your beta class because I want to be a student. And it's interesting because some of the information that I got last night and yesterday while I was doing some research was very helpful. I know for me and for most business owners, we're quick starts, right? We. It's easy for us to define, you know, what's important what's versus what is noise, like you talked about before. Um, and a lot of times we can, you know, it can make it hard for us to be the best person to create a marketing plan. Mm. Tell us about the repeatable marketing system that you're going to have for people like us who are like little squirrels, right? And totally. they're off to the next thing, right? Yeah. How, how can we build a plan for somebody like that? And that's me. So I'm dyed in the little squirrel. So yeah. how can so- that happen? Michelle, um, saying, and gonna, then what tools do you use? Michelle, yeah, please go ahead. Michelle saying, I'm going to take another class. Squirrel, another class. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Totally. <laughs> there's a word for that. It's called being a human. So welcome to the race. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's very typical and very normal, particularly in the entrepreneurial space. Um, we wouldn't have started our business if we weren't quick starts, right? I mean, we're like, I got a great idea. Let's do this. Yeah. And then afterwards, we're like, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. So- <laughs> What we did is we don't have marketing plans at all because marketing plans, actually, many entrepreneurs struggle with it. Um, they don't go through the entire plan. And you know the saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Plan to um, fail, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. So so we don't have plans. But also, most plans are prototypes or copies of industry best practices. And interestingly, uh, in all of our research, industry best practices, when it comes to marketing, are typically the least effective. And the reason is the reticular formation. You know, if my competition is marking a certain way and uh, I can't, I market the same way, the customer already is used to that. If you ever got that email that started off with, hey, friend, like the, the first time I got the, hey, friend email, I was like, oh, my God, I have a friend who's calling me friend. Like, which friendly friend is this friend? Who is this? And by the middle, I was like, oh, this is... This is a marketing message. A friend. Yeah, this is not a friend. They're a meanie. The, the second friend message, I was like, hold on. Is this my fake friend again? 
I've never read a hate friend email again. And they're constant because it's an industry best practice. We become habituated used to it. We come used to it. So we got to break, uh, break the rule and break the norm. So here's the way to go about it. We don't do marketing plans. We don't take best practices. We do marketing experiments. And the, the reason we chose that word experiment was very selective. It is defined, an experiment is there's an expectation for failure. We're simply trying. And what we do in these get different experiments is we come up with lots of ideas, often taking the industry best practice and putting a new spin on it or doing lots of R&D or in other industries. And when I say R&D, I mean rip off and duplicate <laughs> from other industries. I almost poked your eye out there, Michelle. I'm sorry. Hope you Thank you. Thank you very Are those much. Those are 3D glasses you're wearing. So um, we're going to take other ideas and bring them to our industry. Maybe they're a best practice elsewhere, meaning it's habituated, but in our industry, it may be fresh and new. So we take those ideas and we just play. The goal is to try out um, different ideas as rapidly as possible and at a small cost level, as little investment of time and dollar, and then measure the responses. So um, we have what we call these get different experiment sheets. It's one piece of paper. There is a first stage is who we're targeting, why are we targeting them, and what's the ultimate outcome we're looking to achieve. I'm trying to sell that car. Then we talk sure. about what are the ways uh, to market to them that are different. Um, and then we have to check off that acronym, DAD, differentiate, attract, direct. Um, we then start running the test. And then we do a feedback loop is uh, how did this work or not? One of the key things we put into experiments whenever possible is some form of key some form of indicator that this marketing is working or not. Meaning if I just put a, a blanket message out there, you know, come to my website, I don't necessarily know when people come to my website, if that was the message. But if I say, yeah. go to uh, my website, which is mikemichalowitz.com slash one, two, three for your special offer. And don't share mm-hmm. that marketing message with anyone else. Then I'll know anyone visiting the one, two, three subdomain are coming from that marketing message. And I can measure effectiveness. So that, that's basically how we do it. But how do we spell McCallowitz? No, just kidding. I know you have a lot yeah. of- <laughs> How do we what? We can't spell McCallowitz. Oh, no, you're not kidding. So this is awesome. You're not kidding. No one can spell McCallowitz. Your disadvantages are often your biggest advantage. So people can't say it and they can't pronounce it. So first of all, the most common domain I share is not Mike McCallowitz. It's my nickname, which is Mike Motorbike. So if you go to Mike Motorbike, <laughs> it'll actually bring it to my website. So, so first is if you have something as a weakness, um, spin it in a way that becomes fun. So people love, oh, hey, it's Mike Motorbike when they see me at an event or something. The second thing is when you do land on my website, it then there's a whole section that just messes with my name. It totally bastardizes it. <laughs> it's, it's horrific. And people, the feedback I get is, oh my gosh, it's so entertaining. And they're actually learning how to pronounce my name. So it's coming yes. entrenched in them. So your disadvantage is actually your biggest advantage if you put a spin on it. What an incredible system for marketing. Thank you so much. It's beautiful. I'm going to pass you off to Martha and she's going to talk to you about people. Let's do this, Martha. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. Let's do this. Yeah, roll my neck. I know, I know. No, it's funny when you were talking about the Hey Friend, I'm exact same way. And my CRM is always like dinging me because I don't do the merge field of the, Hey, first name. And, uh, I, uh, I, that resonates and I hate that anyway, moving on to people. 
I don't know if you've heard, but we're in a little bit of a hiring crisis right now. Yeah. And all of these things you're talking about, I'm like, oh, you can totally use that recruiting for employees and stuff. And I'm, I'm thinking, man, what can I do? You know, I'm like, let's put a video of running up the rocky steps and, you know. But, oh, I love it. Yeah. 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 So what comes to mind, like hot seat, um, how would you translate that to people looking for employees and standing out? So, yeah. So we jumped on different marketing to get employees. We actually just brought someone on last week uh, using this method. What the first thing to do in any form of marketing, including recruiting employees is look at what the standard practice is. And that's the thing not to do. So all the ads are like, you know, amazing administrative job, you know, uh, looking for a technician, looking for a window cleaner. Ah, so like, okay, that's the things not to do. So we said, uh, we're looking for an IT person. We said, uh, super nerd wanted, hope you love Star Wars. That was our title for yeah. our ad. And then what we did is we, our ads um, are super long. So the average ad is about two to three paragraphs, ends with benefits, expectations. And we're like, okay, so that's what's not to do. So we, we, this all, this whole thing about culture and what we're looking for. And the opening sentence is like, um, when you come for your first interview, please bring a dart gun because there will be a dart gun war battle, you know, when you walk in and there is usually, um, and it continues on and explains the job. We also use a technique called inoculation. Very few ads do this. We talk not about the upside only, but the downside. So our building that we're in is a, is a historic building, meaning you're not allowed to modify it. And there is four stories up is where our loft space is and it's only steps. So we put, um, comes with um, a free cardiovascular workout daily. Uh, and it says dot, dot, dot. Unfortunately, there's no elevator. So be prepared to walk like an animal. And uh, it just you know continues on and on. At the very end, and I think this is the key part, not the last paragraph, but near the end, it says, um, we intentionally write very long ads because we only want to seek out and connect with people that are interested in the entire position. If you've actually read this entire ad, when you respond via email, put this in the subject line. I've read the entire ad or a really cool ad. Um, and that's how we'll filter you out. What used to happen is a standard ad, we get you know, 100, 200 responses, but these are people who are just clicking or robots sending them. By putting this little caveat in, out of the hundred resumes we get, five or six, it's unbelievably low, actually follow the instruction set. But those five or six candidates are the only ones we consider. Everyone else trashed. And now we have quality people who really are interested in this position. And we've been able to recruit extraordinary people as a result. I love it. Love it. So I, I made service. You know, I do say that. It's like, it's incredibly hard work, but you know, again, you get a workout, you get incredible. Um, this is not my wording, but it's my wording on the spot. But you get satisfaction from people saying, Oh my gosh, you made my week. So, uh, but I love that. And I love the if you read to the bottom because our ads are really long too. Good. So I'll make a, a modification, but use that concept. I like it. I actually, uh, this is, sounds pluggy, but I'm not intend to be, but in Clockwork, which is one of my books, I actually have one of the ads we've been using um, that people, just, you can just copy and paste it um, from there. Cool. If you haven't read Clockwork, 
please go read Clockwork. And we could do this for every one of Mike's books in the order of my money preference. Start with Profit First, then go to Clockwork, then go to Fix It Next, or maybe that should be at the top. It's Read them all. And then or- wrap up on Get Different, oh, available on Amazon today. Or whatever. I was going to say segue. That's the perfect segue. Uh, we can pre-order. It comes out in September, right? Yeah. Listen, uh, if anyone's willing to pre-order, I mean, only do it if it serves you. No. Um, but but honestly and selfishly, it serves me. So anyone listening live, <laughs> if, if any of the four Fight Club members here want to, if you buy in this moment right now on Amazon, get different. What happens is the Amazon engine kicks in. And uh, I call this momentum marketing. Um, there's marketing that we can do, but there's marketing that platforms do that we can influence. And so what I found is on Amazon, when there's a surge demand, Amazon starts linking the book with my other books uh, and starts actually doing email campaigns. So if anyone's interested to do the pre-order, I just ask, do it right now in this moment. And if we get 10, 15 orders, and for me, selfishly, it serves me because it exposes the book to more people like that. Nice, nice. And that's a a direct, by the way. I said direct, right? (laughs) Differentiate, attract, but also be specific in your objective. Um, So that's why. You did, you did, I love it. Um, Tay, do we have time for homework before Mike bounces out? He's gotta leave us right at the half hour. I think we do. Actually, I'm going to let, um, I'll, we'll go briefly over what homework is. So reminder, we're going to give four to five pieces of homework right now. We're going to run through it pretty quick. It's always going to be in our private group where you can join at any time and have a community of people behind you to help you accomplish these goals. So pick one this week that spoke to you and is going to help you fight for your business. And marketing wise, I want you to grab a book, guys. Mike, Mike was direct. It was that simple. I mean, go on Amazon, get on pre-order. Let's start this momentum for Mike and his team Thank and you. everyone there. And really, I mean, marketing-wise, it's I'm so excited for it. I was already logging into my Amazon while you were talking. So thank you. Thank it's you. It's one of those things you. that you can absolutely do this today, and we're gonna get this momentum going. So marketing homework is grab get different this week. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, money homework this week. And Mike, we're going to leave you at the end. You have the option to give homework or not. No pressure. It's totally up to you. Uh, For money homework, I'm going to ask you to raise your prices. And we're going to use Mike's hack. And you're going to start the email with good news. So Mike started that email for you. Good news. And then we're raising our prices. Uh, So that is your homework. And I think we're up to four book sales already, Mike. This is pretty exciting. Oh, you all rock. Thank you. um, Also get the book. And remember, just choose one. Don't get stuck with all the choices. Choose one homework. Move your business forward every single week. And for your systems homework, I'm going to say lean into the quick start of who you are as an entrepreneur and give your customers that fast, easy way to give you money. So check your website, check your marketing today and see if you have a direct, right? Is there a push button, take my money now in your world? And if there isn't, get one started right away. So that's your systems homework. All right, people homework. I'm going to be quick. On your recruiting ad, lead with culture. Give them a glimpse into your culture. And uh, Mike, I'm passing it to you so you can get out of here on time. All right, I'll, I'll try to be quick, but this is critical. It's simple and will change your life. No longer call yourself an entrepreneur or business owner, which I know sounds crazy, but I got to give you a new label. Starting today, call yourself a shareholder of a small business, which will be freaking weird the next time you're at a cocktail party and someone's like, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a shareholder of a small business. Some, some weird guy that looks like a Civil War general told me to say this. 
But here's, and I kind of do, don't I? Just a little, I, I can see it. A little I know. I was going for the biker look and I ended up a civil war general. But here's why it's so important to call yourself a business shareholder, because we behave differently when we're a shareholder. We share in the profits, we're invested in the business, but we also give strategic direction. You vote for the leadership team. Unfortunately, I love entrepreneurship, but it's become bastardized with hustle and grind and work longer. Shareholders have vision and direction, but they don't have to be the active participants carrying the business on their shoulders. That's why I want you to be a shareholder. That's good. All right. No, my, my pleasure. And I, I'll see you all later. Thank you so much for all having right. me. Thank, Thank you, you Mike. Mike. We'll You're put back. a link for you. Thanks so Thank much. You. Have a great Bye-bye. day. Thanks for joining us. Okay, ladies. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Since we well, have do we have any let's talk about the yeah. retreat real quick. Yeah. Uh, please. Yeah. Please. That was like amazing. I just like <laughs> his energy. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I know. Can we like bottle his energy up and like yeah. just I don't know, somehow like use it? It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, Megan, tell us a little about the retreat. Because you guys are coming to see my side of the world. It's We're gonna going be great. Yeah. <laughs> Is that near yeah. New Jersey? Can we visit Mike's on the way? Is that? It's that- close. It's close. It's a few hours. I'm sure we could spin by. I don't think you would mind. <laughs> um, okay. So the retreat, Fight Club annual retreat is coming up very soon. It feels far away, but it's super soon. It's like 10 weeks away. Oh, right around the corner. Right around the corner. Around the corner. I got it, Matt. October 6th through 9th. October 6th through 9th in Virginia, Middleburg, Virginia. And we're, what we're going to be doing like a totally different style retreat than your average conference. We did this last year and it was amazing. Like it was absolutely amazing, right? Ladies, we had so much fun. We had a group of about 10 people, eight to 10 people who were just really working on their business. And when they left at the end of that third day, their smiles, man, made it worth it. I mean, we were exhausted because we had like moved some mountains in those three days. Um, So let's talk briefly about what kind of mountains we're going to move. Should we? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So awesome. We'll go, we'll go in order. So, um, marketing mountains we're going to tackle, um, are going to be, we're going to talk about Google analytics, Google, my business, and allow you guys to start to get a grip on what your analytics and data and marketing actually looks like, because you can absolutely get this data from a marketing team and you can look at the sheet and be like, yeah, these numbers look good, but not actually know why they look good and what numbers to actually look at and what data is actually giving you the useful information to make decisions. Like Mike was saying, when you're doing experimental marketing and knowing what's actually making a difference in your business. So that's what we're going to talk about for one of the first sessions. And then from there, oh, excuse me, we actually add into that too, a little bit of customer avatar. So kind of, again, touching on what Mike was saying earlier, talking about who you're targeting and making sure you're differentiating yourself to those proper markets. So then after that, we'll kind of go into a little bit of social media because I've worked in multiple marketing companies. I've worked for amazing people and every single person I've ever worked with has always said it's best to have that internal in your house, not having that outsourced to another team, just because it's going to allow you to put your personal spin on it and really truly showcase your business and the highlights of your business that make you different. So you can incorporate your culture into it, your, you know, 
putting in pricing and offers and systems and ways to make things easier for your business can all be done through your social media, which is an easy way to interact. And even this time we're going to, I'm going to even touch on a few ways that we've talked about in a couple shows ago, how to integrate your personal marketing into it. So you as a business owner, integrating that into your business as well. So it's not just going to be your business page, throwing stuff out there. We're going to even throw some pieces in that integrate you as a business owner, connecting with other individuals through social. So that's going to kind of cover all the marketing side of it. And to be honest, I know I can speak for all of us ladies. Um, those are our topic. That's my topics, but I'm an open book. Like we want to make sure you're succeeding. And if you have questions, come to us. We don't want anyone to feel as though, you know, those are topics that kind of fit them, but they have some other ones. Like if the topics fit you and you want to make sure that it works for you, fill out the application. And we have other time and downtime that we can absolutely answer questions and navigate branding and all those other fun stuff that gets involved in marketing. <laughs> I just dropped the link to apply. If this is sounding like that would be worth a trip to Virginia to hang out with us, like please apply to come join us. Uh, it is application because we want to curate the room. So we want to have business owners in similar places with similar struggles. And we found that to work really well in Breckenridge is that we were all in like very similar phases of business when we got together. And so it made for really productive, like a buzzing energy, kind of like we just felt with Mike, a really productive three days. Um, and Tay's Google Analytics session was like, the whole room was just like, their jaws were dropped. Everybody was just like, I've never looked at this stuff before. It was so <laughs> empowering. Um, and they're not going to go do their SEO by themselves. That wasn't the point of it. But they were getting all of this insight and timing of the retreat. Hey, we might have time to read the book before the, before I, the I think so. I think that so. Cool. <laughs> okay. So uh, money-wise, it's not sexy. We're going to do a budget. I know it's really boring, but how many times have you told yourself, I should really do a budget for my business. And then you're like, or I could go like clean the grout in my bathroom. <laughs> or I could go like clean out no. my bathroom, right? Or I could go give the dog a bath. Like nobody does it. So we're going to do it together and we're going to do it in a group setting. And it's really efficient. We're going to do it in less than an hour, guys. We're going to do a whole budget in less than an hour for your business. And you get to come and figure out how we do that. So it's brilliant. It's, I actually make it fun. I know I, that seems weird, but it is fun. Like it's going to be fun and it's going to be done. Better yet, it's going to be done. Uh, and then our second class is the last class of the retreat. It's my favorite class. We set some goals together and then we help you actually achieve them. We set some goals for the next quarter and we give you all the action steps that you need. And then you're set up for success so that you know exactly what those next 12 weeks are going to look like. You even know what the next year is going to look like. And I even make you look a little bit further into the future. And so it kind of puts everything together and it's a really, really fun class. I make up for all the boringness of the budget, but you know, money drives decisions. And so that's what we're going to do the money perspective at the retreat. Michelle, what are we going to do for systems? Systems, we are going to tackle communication in your business. So if you're struggling with email and chat and Facebook Messenger, we're going to funnel all of that into Slack, which is a really cool communications app. I'm going to teach you how to get all of that in one spot so that your person that's running your customer care, customer service can really focus on, you know, your CRM and this one channel management sort of hub. And so we're going to talk about that. And then on the second session of mine, we're going to turn that channel management hub on fire by asking um, for some specific KPIs from your team daily. So it's going to be really cool for you to have that information 
as a shareholder in your small business, you're going to get that information back to you and report it to you, and you're not going to be chasing it every day. So we're going to put that system of communication into your company. It's going to be awesome. So that's it. All right. And I, you, these ladies know that I'm the one going, uh, should we charge that and so forth? And, uh. and it, so you will, when, I mean, let's lay it on the table, just like the four flights of stairs to go up to Mike's company. It is more expensive than the standard conference because it is a retreat and there's a lot built in that pampers you. But really what it's about is you're getting a lot of our intellectual property and that we don't share. Like, I mean, with my membership, they don't get this stuff. And um, mm -hmm. what we have built out things specific for this retreat. And in my case, I have built out 52 weeks of onboarding and it's all in a Trello board. It's all copy and paste. Like you can copy my Trello board and then you've got it, you know, and then you just tweak it for your business. Um, and then I also have, I have um, onboarding. Um, what, what did I just say? Training. I said onboarding training. Martha over delivered. So she gets confused because she really gives away three epic giant <laughs> things instead of two. So that's why she's, yeah, she's yeah. giving away too much. <laughs> we tried to rein her in. We could not. <laughs> right. I did. Uh, I did basically have three things and I barely have time for two. <laughs> so anyway, we, go over my training program and I do teach training and other things, but I don't share my specific training um, instructions. And so this is what we do. We take what you have, what I have, and then you take the pieces that you like from mine that you see in writing, and then you plug it into your training program. So if you're a fan of, which I am, <laughs> not just <laughs> listening to lecture and then going home at the end and going, oh, yeah, I got a lot of great ideas. And then you probably <laughs> don't get those done. This is different. This is, you know, what you're, you know what you're doing right now? What we're going to do the dad. Let's do the dad. So Martha is going to tell yeah. you how this is different. So, oh. How is this different? Let's do the test. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Right. So a little bit of lecture and a whole lot of doing. And <laughs> the people who attended last time know that we stayed on them. Like you can't go into doing, well, I mean, I guess you can, but you're not going to be able to without some grief from us. When you go into doing, <laughs> we expect you to be doing. And I mean, this is hardcore because we don't want you to be disappointed at the end. We want you to go home and feel like, oh my gosh, I got a crap ton of stuff done. So <laughs> that's how it's different. All right. So come home with stuff completed. So marketing gal, who are we attracting? So who's this for? For 
again, Megan did mention we have the application process and that really does help narrow down who it's for, but it's really for anyone. I mean, if anything we've talked about today does speak to you. Um, and like Martha said, if you're willing to do the work, you're definitely the person this attracts to. If you're sitting there right now asking that question of, well, I'd love to go hang out with these ladies, but I don't really want to do the work. Then it honestly, it's not for you. You yep. need to make okay. sure that you're here for your business. You're here to fight for your business and you're here to get it done. And that's really who this is for and really who we're going to attract it to and really push it to. Cause we're here to make sure we're impacting business owners or excuse me, shareholder of small, small business, of small business. yeah, lives. <laughs> so that way we can make sure we're moving the needle forward in your business. So really attraction wise, it's if you're ready to work and you're ready to get your hands dirty and probably have carpal tunnel by the end of it, maybe then this is for you. And Michelle, we're directing them. Yeah. They go like we are one path. They go. They go to the website, which the link will be in the bottom of our group right? And they apply and it's really cool. Virginia is beautiful and you guys are going to have a lot of fun. We have some fun things planned for all of the attendees. So we're very excited. And that was awesome. That was probably your most epic fight club. I mean, we had some really epic fight clubs, but that was awesome. Uh, and we'd, that was great. We'd love, we'd love to help you in person. We'd love to sit with you and sit with your business and maybe drink with you, maybe eat with you yeah. and, and learn out. You and, you and hang out. So Join us in Virginia, go apply, and um, be different. Be different. Yeah. I ordered the audiobook. I, I ordered it for you. Yeah. Oh, you guys are quick, man. You guys are good. All right. Okay. All right. I will end with today's quote. We have a quote, so let's go ahead and do that really quick before we bounce out to say goodbye to everyone. And it is from another shareholder in a small business, although I wouldn't count it small anymore. And it's from Sarah Blakely. And she says, my advice for an entrepreneur just starting out is to differentiate yourself. Why are you different? She asks, what's important about you and why does the customer need you? So think about those things this week while you're out there fighting for your business. And thank you for joining us today. And again, thanks to Mike and all of his team for making this possible. And everybody have a great day. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.